All right, we got a big day ahead, so we're just not going to waste any time. This is the Sam Avalis Show. I am Sam Avalis. Von Casey is in with me today, and I'm very happy that he is here because we got a lot of work to do, and I need some help. I'm ready for it, man. I'm 100% ready for it. Von walked in like five minutes ago, and yeah. I clapped my hands, and I was like, all right, dude, it's going to be a wild day. i got lots of big plans. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Sit down, shut the door. It's showtime. So it's going to be fun. Uh, what do we have on tap today? I want to talk Cam Newton. He is playing Thursday night football yes. tonight. Um, it coincided perfectly. One of my favorite storylines all season long. Everybody has been doing the the post-breakup reaction mm-hmm. between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Like, who is coming out on top in this breakup? Yes. I have been doing here in eastern North Carolina, Carolina Panthers versus Cam Newton. That kind of the breakup. The other side of the breakup. The other side yeah. of that breakup. Uh, the more important side of the breakup, I think, in our eyes here. Yeah. And this has been a dirtier, rougher breakup than I have expected, especially as the Patriots look like they are turning the corner a little bit. They and do. are Yeah. They do. Got their eyes on the playoffs. Yeah. Big opportunity tonight versus the Rams. I want to complain about Christmas decorations today. Let me okay. ask you. Um, in your domicile. Mm-hmm. Over the last two weeks, has every door handle, cabinet drawer, uh, corner, mantle, any opportunity that can be placed with a Christmas decoration on top, has it been adorned with a Christmas decoration? Because my house has been invaded. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's every year. It's every year. I had a breaking point this morning. We may get to it at some point today. This is really it in a nutshell. I had a breaking point this morning where, you know, we have like the the cabinets in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and i like most people have a specific cabinet where you open it up that's where the cups are yes here's all the cups i went to get my morning cup get some water Mm -hmm. and there is a new big metal sign that is almost as big as the cabinet door itself that is hanging from the handle dangling so far that it is actually covering the microwave that says i don't know some bs about snow is falling or something my girlfriend's a white girl, and you know when you hear the she gets like it's synonymous for white girl is Christmas decorations and like an obnoxious amount of Christmas decorations. And every time I open a door or a cabinet, things are banging. My dog gets scared. The cat gets scared. I get irritated. It's just it sounds pleasant. It's He's just trying to make it homey. I'm on her side here. It's really not. I like Christmas decorations. We live in a pretty small house. <laughs> But we could decorate Nick Sparks' mansion with all the stuff that we yeah, have in that house if we wanted to. <laughs> Doing great. Um, but anyways, we've got a bunch of stuff to get to today. It's going to be fun. The next two days are going to be jam-packed. We're also going to celebrate Pearl Harbor Day with Anthony Lynn today. Yeah. At some point. Yes, we are. Uh, you heard that correctly. Yes. And if it sounds a little risque, well, it is because Anthony Lynn went there. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> It's, we're not. We don't even have to like make up a headline there. That's, nope, that's what he did. <laughs> oh, I've got an ad read around here somewhere, but we'll get to that a little bit later. This segment being brought to you by Bowden and Car Furniture. How about that? Head out to Bowden and Car Furniture. I lost the ad read. They have great furniture. They'll help you find a comfortable <laughs> piece of furniture at a comfortable price. Head to BowdenandCarFurniture.com. It's pretty good. Tell them who sent you. I remember the tagline. I don't remember the phone number. That's not too bad. Uh, But, Vaughn, I wanted to start the show today because we had big news in the realm of North Carolina High School. 
Well, I was going to say football. North Carolina High School Athletics, as the NCHSAA has announced, they've been rumoring about this for a while, they have announced the first draft. Mm. This is not final, but it is the first draft of the new NCHSAA conference realignment. You were a high school football player back in your day. We may have had this conversation on air, but you were a member of the New Bern Bears football team. You were a part of some pretty good teams in who? So what? Uh, Bobby Curlins was your coach back yeah, in the day. Coach Curlins, Coach Love, and we, that we were that uh, 2014 championship team. So we got we got North Carolina State champion in here, Von Casey. So you've got experience with the. Uh, high school football scene in North Carolina. Yeah. You know, here in Eastern North Carolina, we are crazy about it. Season's getting underway in about two and a half months. Back half of February is where tentatively, barring any setbacks, tentatively we are hoping that high school football will return. So when you played at New Bern, what was the conference back then? So this past year it was, I'm going to miss some people, but it was New Bern, it was South Central, it was D.H. Conley, it was Aiden Grifton? Yes. It was yeah. Eastern Wayne, Southern Wayne, South Central Rose Conley. I think that's it. Yeah. I think I think that's it. I think it was like six or seven teams. Yeah. Outside of Aiden Griffin, that was pretty much our conference. It might have been CB Acock, too. I, I might have one of those Acock, wrong. We had Jacksonville. Okay. was in our conference then, but that's changed. All right. And so when I was in high school... And let's uh, see, I graduated in 2011 from New Bern also. We were in that big 4A, 4AA conference where it was like us, it was J.H. Rose. Rose. We were also at Rose. And then after that, we were with all the Wilmington schools. We mm-hmm. played New Hanover, we played Ashley, we played Laney. It was horrible. I know personally, I always hated that conference. Not so much because it wasn't competitive. And when it comes to high school conferences, I like being able to make sure the competition is on a fairly even playing field. Mm-hmm. I always felt bad over the last couple of years, no offense to these guys, but when Newburn played Southern Wayne yeah. in football and it's 56-3 to three at halftime, yeah. that's not a whole lot of fun. A little different. What always drove me crazy about the conference that I had to play in was when you're a high school kid, it's really cool, like the first game or two, where they say, hey, you've got a game against New Hanover tonight, and you've got to drive to the other side of Wilmington. Yeah. And so you get an announcement over the intercom at one fifteen in the afternoon, and it's like, hey, please excuse the tennis team. Mm-hmm. It's like, sweet, I'm missing the last two hours of the school day. This is great. But eventually you get a little irritated and mad because you're having to drive two and a half hours on an activity bus, which has a governor on it that won't let it go over 45 miles an hour, yeah. and you're getting home at midnight. I always hated the long-distance thing. I always rooted for a more regional conference alignment. So, that being said, uh, the first draft came out today for the NCHSAA. If you're not interested in this, I'm sorry. Uh, Owe it to the people who do care to get this information out there. Um, And then we're going to get to some more fun stuff as the day goes on. So, the first thing to know is how was this year's alignment determined? In previous years, the NCHSAA has basically gone on ADM numbers. Now, what ADM numbers are average daily members. It's the average number of students who are in attendance at the school every single day. You can look these numbers up. They're completely public. But what they have always tried to do is say, you know, 
bigger schools. If your school has 1,500 kids a day, mm-hmm. we're going to put you in conferences with schools that have roughly 1,500 people. This year, they changed that a little bit. Um, they used the ADM numbers a little bit, but then they also used state cup points this year. Now, what state cup points are is like the – I can't. it's either the Capital One Cup or the FedEx Cup or one of those things they do it in college sports you'll see sometimes where you get X amount of points for championships and how you place in your conference and all that. But it, it accumulates for swimming, for wrestling, for tennis, for soccer, not just football. So they did a little bit of a – oh, gosh, what's the right – just – a melting pot of solutions. Yeah, the algorithm was completely screwed up this year. Yeah. They also took into account the fact that a athletic departments have hemorrhaged money in 2020. Yes. It has been one of the biggest issues is these athletic departments are a lot of them are really bankrupt. Wake County, I know last week, I think put up $825,000 to help fund some of these athletic programs this year. Yeah. There's endowment funds for all this stuff. Speaking of which, Nick Stevens from HighSchoolOT.com is going to join me on Monday of next week, and he's going to have all the best information on this as the smoke continues to clear on the big news this morning. But they took into account athletic departments are hemorrhaging money. They can't travel as much. And since, you know, we're still in a pandemic, they didn't want people traveling all over the place. So for the first time in a long time, regional distance was actually considered a little bit. So... Interestingly, and for the best part of for all of us here in Eastern North Carolina, is there's going to only really be about one conference we need to super worry about. I will say at the 2A level, West Craven, and I hate that West Craven got stuck in this conference. I wish they had gotten brought up uh, to the, I'm going to call it the premier conference we're going to get to in just a second. But West Craven uh, ended up being classified as 2A. In the 2A East, there are 52 schools. They divided them into 14 different conferences. West Craven is now in a conference, brand new conference for West Craven. North Lenore, South Lenore, West Craven, those are all 2A schools. And there's a lot of split conferences this year where it's not just one classification. Three 2A schools in North Lenore, South Lenore, and West Craven. And then four 1A schools now going to be in West Craven's conference. Okay, Jones Sr., whose football program folded last year because yeah. they didn't have enough kids come out. I was going to say. And it, I don't think it came back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think right. it's coming back. Um, Kinston High School, Lejeune High School, which is like the dregs of the Jacksonville area when it comes to a football program, mm-hmm. and Pamlico High School. Okay. I don't know much about what North Lenore and South Lenore are bringing to the table this year. I do know that West Craven can play with anybody in this part of the state. Yes. West Craven is in a position to dominate this conference for a really long time. (laughs) Yeah. uh, As much as I hate heaping praise on West Craven, they are – the word isn't scrappy. It's like they can find a way to match any team that they're playing against if they're not being blown out. 100%. You're either going to blow me out or we're going to fight to the death. <laughs> That's West Craven. That is West Craven. Um, I I am a New Bern alum, as I've pointed out. I have evolved. I'm not um, living with Vaughn's uh, bias against West Craven. <laughs> I love West Craven. West Craven people. I know we have West Craveners that listen to this show. 
Coach Mike Twitchell has one of it been one of the nicest coaches to me. Yeah. Ever since I st- I met Coach Twitchell when before I even worked at the radio station. I was working at the Newburn Sun Journal. He was the most open and accessible coach ever. Mm-hmm. Not only is he a super nice dude, he's a hell of a basketball coach or a hell of a football coach. David Fernandez, the athletic director, super nice dude. Uh, he's been in here in studio before. Um, he's a great basketball coach over there. You're right. They're going to be great. Yeah. They're going to run that conference. Probably so. <laughs> Probably so. Um, some some schools that some folks may care about. Eastern Wayne is now going to be in what they're calling Conference 8 in that 2A classification. So split up from New Bern. I think that's good news. It's for the best. Yeah, it's for the best uh, for them and for us. And then Aiden Grifton and Farmville Central and Green Central and North Pitt and Washington and Northside Pinetown. That's interesting. Those are all kind of in our listening area. Yeah. They're all going to be in their own conference, Conference 4 in that 2A classification. That's kind of interesting. That will be an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, but the conference that I am most excited about, and this is where we get to the 3A East classification, and this is going to be called Conference 19. Okay. I hope they come up with a cooler name than Conference 19. It's hard, though. I like Conference 19. <laughs> conference 19. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Kind of hard. I like that. <laughs> I think Newburn last year was called the East Carolina 3A, 4A. Oh, no. So see all that. Conference 19. Conference 19. Conference 19, what up? Yeah. I like that. I like that. Repping the 19. Okay. Um, this is going to be the fun one. This is the one that most of us around here are going to want to pay attention to. This is, keep in mind, there's a lot of split conferences this year. But if you could come up with a regional conference, like I said, I really wish we could slap Jack, uh, Wes Craven into this. Mm-hmm. New Bern. Yes. And D.H. Conley. Those are your two 4A schools because South Central was bumped down to a 3A this year. Okay. In the, in the new, however they, they did the realignments. Okay. D.H. Conley and New Bern, those are your 4A schools. South Central. Okay. Havelock. Oh, I love it. J.H. Rose. Okay. Richlands. So probably oh. probably the bottom feeder right now as far as a football school. Yeah, yeah. Northside Jacksonville, which is probably the best program in Jacksonville right now. I know some people will get mad at me if I agree, but uh, <laughs> I well, kind of agree. I do too. Um, my, I guess I could say... Basically, my brother-in-law is a football coach at Jacksonville High School. He sent me a text this morning that was expletive. They put us in the SEC. <laughs> Jacksonville High School now also going to be in this conference. Really? Yes. So oh, we have man. Havelock, okay. Jacksonville, Northside Jacksonville, Richlands, South, Sarah, South Central. I said South Carolina. Yeah. South Central. <laughs> uh, those are the three A's. And then D.H. Conley and Newburn, the four A's. I am so excited. I love that conference. That's going to be a fun conference. That is going to be a I fun conference. for the day they would just put Havelock and New Bern in the same conference mm-hmm. and stop pretending as if there's any difference between the two schools. There's zero difference whatsoever. Oh, man. So this will be fun. I really hope that this happens and that they keep this conference together. If not, switch out Richlands in the future for West Craven. Yes, I, that, I think that, that would be my that change would make it too. Perfect. Yeah, Richlands. I think Richlands usually has a decent basketball program. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know anything about Richlands. Uh, Pretty good basketball. Football. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. Me, I think the basketball will probably even it out as far as just entertainment value uh-huh. as across all sports, but 
for football's sake, yeah, I want to see West Craven <laughs> and for basketball's sake too. Yeah, West Craven basketball versus New Bern basketball. It doesn't have to be a good game. It's going to be chippy. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man. We've, we've covered so many of those over the last couple of years here. They really are a, a good good time. And West Craven's one of those schools. It's it's always iffy. Like, uh, you know, take Kinston, who's a one A school, for example. Well, they could beat any four double A school. In, in the, well, there actually are no four double A's. They did away with double A's okay. this year. Everything's it's one A, two A, three A, four A, and everything's split east west. There's not a team in this <laughs> state that I would really want to put up against Kinston. So. No, I am completely with you. But uh, West Craven's one of those schools. Yeah, like like Tarboro in football. Tarboro could hang with most schools, uh, despite the fact that they're a one A. West Craven can hang with these teams around here. If I was a West Craven fan, I would be upset today. Because I, think, I would feel like I'm sitting there. You know the SpongeBob meme where Squidward is up in his house and he's looking out the window, and, them fun. and SpongeBob and Patrick Star are having a good time. Well, that is Wes Craven now. I think Wes Craven, what they can get out of this is a little bit of a dominant run, no doubt about to that. Establish themselves a bit because they get treated as the little brother. Between the two, uh, Havelock and New Bern, they get treated as like the the other, and they shouldn't because they, 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 they do really, their, they do their really, fair amount of winning. Really good football right. team, but like Havelock did in uh, in three A, go on a, a run of dominance and uh, establish yourself as probably one of the best programs in that uh, at that level in the state, and sometimes beat the mess out of New Bern. You know, <laughs> so. I would I wouldn't be really upset to see uh West Craven in this conference in uh, a year year or two mm-hmm. after they won a couple of I think they'll win a championship or two in this conference. I think the I think the timeline I saw, this is all still slightly subject to change, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine there's gonna be too many uh maneuvers. I think I saw that so the plan is that this will go into effect in two or uh, August first of two thousand and twenty one. So August 1st of next year. So the football season that is hopefully going to be upon us in about two and a half months, that will still be under the old format. Gotcha. And it's a reduced season this year. Um, I think there's only like seven games on the schedule. Okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, a, hey, can we just get some kind of football in? So none of this will take place until August 1st of next year. In fact, there's uh, the timeline here sort of works out. Schools have until January the 8th to submit concerns or changes. And then at the 13th, realignment committee is going to re-meet and review. January 14th, there's going to be a second draft mm-hmm. of the realignment. Schools can then submit appeals again. Uh, the eastern region appeals are going to be heard. The western region appeals are going to be heard. Middle of February, there's going to be a third draft okay. of the realignment. Um, and then if necessary... They'll check it out one more time, see if they need to make any changes. And then in March, they don't have a date determined yet, there will be a final vote on the official realignment. But tentatively, as of right now, shout out Conference 19. Yeah, that <laughs> Conference 19 looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very curious how Jones Sr. will announce that they have problems with this schedule when they don't have a football team. Yeah. So other than that... It sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Everything else at, sounds like fun. I'm looking at some of these other conferences. So you're familiar with these teams from like your playing days, mm-hmm. but uh, Conference 24 has uh, Scotland County. Oh man, I'm, I'm, Hope County, Pinecrest, Richmond County. Scared already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> There's some good teams, and they they said somehow like they're going to um, 
redetermine how they do playoff seedings okay. as well. I guess they're going to take into account, like, oh, well, uh, Hoggard, Laney, New Hanover, Topsail, and Ashley, five 4A schools are all in the same conference. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should be nice and not eliminate four of them from yeah. playoff contention. I mean, it, right? would, <laughs> it would just make it a better. like, And plus, Hogwarts seeing Laney in the playoffs – just probably be better yeah. forever. You said Hogwarts instead of Hoggard. I know. Yeah. I know. Because we refused. We had to play them. I think one year, and the, we just refused to call them. Um, no, they got a call. They got a magical pass interference call against us, and oh, we started calling them Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Yeah, because of the magical yes. call. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's funny. I'm gonna. Because I was trying to think, why would I call them Hogwarts? I was like, <laughs> I remember that though. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see where the uh, if there's any of the Carteret schools I can find real quick. Okay, so Conference 16 in the 2A classification, even though West Carteret, White Oak, and Swansboro, and Dixon County um, are all 3As this year. East Carteret, West Carteret, Southwest Onslow, Croatan, Dixon, Swansboro, and White Oak are all going to be in the same conference. Okay, So that's where we, where we put Shout the White Oak. So, I mean, it seems like at the end of the day, the biggest thing they did here was – they took regional qualifications into account as much as they could. Yeah. Um, and then then looked at the ADM stuff. Which just makes it... I think it makes sense. I mean, it just makes a lot more sense. This makes a lot more sense than most of the other schedules that people, yeah. people are making. Uh, or that they've made in the past. Because if you take region into account, I just think that you'll actually get the best couple of teams from that region right. outside of actual concerns with travel when people like because travel does affect play yeah but it does when you have a certain region and you know what the best team from that region is i think it just gives a more fair representation of mm-hmm. a champion and i think it's it's more fun for the communities also yeah i think that's also why i'm so upset that west craven's not going to be in this if you're just joining us nchsa has a a new uh, realignment proposal out there and West Craven is now going to be Conference 3. Doesn't sound as cool as Conference 19. No, that's cool. <laughs> Conference 3 uh, it'll be North Lenore, South Lenore, West Craven, Jones Senior, Kinston Lejeune, and Pamlico. And I'm upset about this. If I could make one suggestion it would be, guys, West Craven can hang. Please put yeah. West Craven. Get Richlands out of there. We don't want to hang out with Richlands. No, I don't know anybody. Richland is annoying to drive through. Yeah. That little downtown area is like a million stoplights for a three-quarter mile stretch. There's nothing there. You're right. I, even even <laughs> <laughs> even even in having West Craven here, I don't think West Craven comes out on the bottom no. of this conference if you put no. them, <laughs> if you put them there. I don't, how many losses do you think the person who the team that ends up at the bottom of this conference has? Looking at it right now, so it's Havelock, Jacksonville, J.H. Rose, Northside Jacksonville, Richlands, South Central, D.H. Conley, Newburn. Newburn's got a really good team coming back. Fall of 21, we're going to see what it looks like, but they've got some young freshmen. I know Newburn better than anything off the back of my hand. Havelock we know is always going to be good. J.H. Rose, uh, always competitive, and Will Bland and uh, Caleb King, former Havelock coaches there now helping out as well. Okay. I would say, I'd say the winner has three losses. Of that's what conference. that's what I'm thinking. You know I'm what thinking. I mean? And I think it's it's so they're going to do ten game schedules. Also, I think the lowest team on the like the team that's going to come in last probably has two games under 500. I think it's I think it's one of those Jacksonville teams. Yeah. As of right now, um, 
either Jacksonville or Richlands. I think Northside will be just fine. Who might have a win over the number one team in the conference? Yeah, that's right. just the way. This is a very balanced conference. It's though. such a fun conference. Yeah. Um, I think for for our sakes, really feel bad for West Craven. I would love to see them get called up and be able to participate in this higher level. But, but then again, that Pamlico-West Craven game will be fun. Pamlico-West Pam- Craven will be good. Pamlico is a fun team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newburn's coach just came from Pamlico not mm-hmm. too long, yeah, too long ago. Now, yeah. And uh, he led them into – he made them into a very, very good team. I was there and, I was there calling the state championship game at Wallace Wade Stadium. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're impressive. <laughs> yeah. They haven't completely wavered from that so far. So that will be a fun game. Yeah, that, it'll be fun. Um, but I think overall good news. Yeah. I, I think I think this is good Good for the area. Really love having New Bern and, West, and Havelock. I hope at least, you know, if they're allowed – so what is that, a uh, an 18 conference – if you're allowed three non-conference games in a in a ten-game schedule, mm-hmm. really want to make sure that Havelock and Newburn and they will Havelock and Newburn schedule West Craven. Of course, yeah, of course, because there have been plenty of years where West Craven has been the county champion. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, years I was playing, I remember West Craven yeah. being the county champion. Uh, but anyway, so that is the big news for the day. A lot can still change. They're going to revise and revise and revise. It looks like they're going to have three different appeal processes here. So if you are so inclined and you do not like where your team ended up, you can submit your complaints, I guess, to the NCHSAA. I don't really know how you would go about doing that. But uh, coming up on Monday's show, again, Nick Stevens from HighSchoolOT.com going to join us. He's going to give us uh, a much better breakdown of this information then I can give you. So looking forward to that. All this information can be found on highschoolot.com if you want to get there. But, yeah, that's a powerhouse conference. Yeah. I think they, I was, yeah. it was that's described to me as the SEC. Jacksonville is not happy. I, I, <laughs> you know, Jacksonville, for as much as they were a punching bag in the in uh, conferences past, I don't think they're going to do too bad. Here. Oh no, Chip and Bo Williams are down there. It's I mean, going to be hard. Just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to. I'm not expecting them to implode or no. anything. Yeah. No, they're going to. They're going to be just fine. Uh, so, anyways, more information if you need it, head over to highschoolot.com. What do you want to get to next? I'll let you. Dealer's choice. What do you want to do? We got who that is. I want to talk James Harden. Yes. At some point today, um, for a multitude of reasons, I want to talk about Anthony Lynn. You want to get to Anthony Lynn here in the next segment? We should we should get to Anthony. All right. We should get to Anthony. Let's go ahead and do this. Uh, Anthony Lynn made a statement earlier this week. Um, he was already on the hot seat, but then when you're celebrating a a historically horrific day in our nation's history, maybe you don't compare it to your three win football team. I don't know. A day Anthony that Lynn lived in infamy. The <laughs> day that lived in infamy. Uh, Von Casey hanging out here with me this afternoon. This is the Sam Avalos Show. You're listening to the Sam Avila Show right here on 252 ESPN Radio. Vaughn Casey hanging out with me this afternoon. Vaughn, we were talking during the break, and uh, you know we like having fun with Josh Allen on this show. He's he's proved us wrong this year. He's proved me wrong this year. I think at the beginning of the year, I kept referring to him as a trash can that had been lit on fire and chucked off of a mountaintop. And... I have since eaten those words. You you said you have heard a new description of Josh Allen. That actually seems much more fitting. Yes. So, Mina Kimes, 
uh, ESPN reporter, ESPN uh, sports business reporter. She used to be a business like reporter. Senior writer, yeah. host of NFL She's, Live. You know me. She's fantastic. Yeah. She, she. if you don't listen to her podcast, uh, she does, a, I think it's a daily podcast with, uh, I can't remember his name at the uh, With Lenny. Lenny. Yeah, Lenny. her dog. Yeah, her dog Lenny. <laughs> yeah. But there's an actual other guy that's on, that's on the show. <laughs> Just Lenny gets, uh, gets second billing. Right. Uh, <laughs> But she has a description of speaking of speaking of annoying Christmas decorations. By the way, I came home yesterday and my dog has a Christmas dog collar now. It has see, reindeers on it. That's, that's yeah. great. I walked in and my girlfriend was just looking at me like, "Do you notice anything? You notice anything about the dog?" Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Just to keep that theme going throughout the day, my dog, my poor dog, who's a big, strong, masculine black lab, now has a not a reindeer now. Yeah, now it's just a stupid, cheesy Christmas cheerful reindeer. Anyways, continue. Mina Kimes and her yeah. dog Lenny. <laughs> Mina, Mina Kimes has a description of Josh Allen, who is playing well. Uh, he's back to form in September, like he was in September. But her description every time she would mention him was uh, big and stupid. That was <laughs> big and stupid. <laughs> it was a, it was a preference that she used a couple of times. It wasn't that strong, but that's pretty much what she was going for: big and dumb. Uh, <laughs> And as far as I don't know Josh Allen as a person, I, I hate piling on somebody who just seems to be doing what it is they love for a living, and they're pretty good at it. Right. But <laughs> that's a funny that's a funny description to get from somebody. It's right? really the only way to describe him is um, yeah. big and dumb. The reason I I wanted to mention it is because on Monday Night Football this week, I'm curious if you saw how Rex Ryan described. <laughs> Taysom Hill. Oh, I'm ready. I haven't seen it. Monday Night Football. So he does like the pregame show, the Monday Night Countdown. Mm -hmm. He said that Taysom Hill is a younger version of Josh Allen. Well. Taysom Hill is a younger version of Josh Allen. The reason um, that I bring that up here is Taysom Hill is 31 years old and Josh Allen is 26. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound right to me. Also, outside of them being able to run, there's nothing really comparable about the two. <laughs> yeah. Josh Allen has a, one of the strongest arms in the NFL. Taysom Hill would not kill a bird yeah. if he hit it with one of the passes that he throws in the middle of the field. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the bird would knock that pass down. We've got Saints versus Eagles coming up this weekend. We're going to talk some NFL tomorrow, but we got Saints versus Eagles coming up this weekend. Who throws for more passing yards in that game, Jalen Hurts or Taysom Hill? Hurts throws for more yards. Taysom Hill throws for more touchdowns. And uh, I think uh, Hurts will have an interception. Yeah, I, I think Hurts <laughs> is going to be. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I heard somebody else talking about it. Because there seems to be uh, – there's a lot of consensus that maybe benching Carson Wentz was the right thing. It doesn't seem like a lot of folks out there – seem like it's a plausible idea or positive move to move on from Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. Somebody floated the idea out there. It's like, hey, you owe this guy, I think it's like something like north of $45 million in a cap hit next year. Maybe don't let him get hurt this year. The offensive line is in shambles. Yeah. He's taking a lot of hits. Maybe this is, uh, hey, buddy, like we're throwing in the towel. Please just don't get hurt. You like to do that this time of year. So let's just yes. go with the young guy. And, and maybe would, you, we'll try it again. We'll run it back next year. It would Maybe next year we don't pass on DK Metcalf. <laughs> That's, that should haunt Eagles fans forever. But <laughs> I, I just don't know if you're if you decide to 
if you're saving him because you're going to trade him, right? Possibly, but if you're just saving him, and you're going to have a person, let's let's say Jalen Hurts plays particularly well over the next couple of games as he gets his footing, what do you do then? You, right. you trade Jalen Hurts, you just <laughs> you just use the second rounder on him, or do you eat the forty five million that you have to give to Carson Wentz? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you put yourself in a situation. What's the old thing? If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Right. If you've got two, you don't have any. Yeah. Right. There you go. That's that's kind of. And I don't think the Eagles have any as of right <laughs> now. Uh, two quick points of news here at the top of the five o'clock hour before we get into a little bit, not too much, but a little bit about this Thursday night football game tonight. Uh, two shouts outs. Mm. Number one. Shout out to the LSU Tigers football team. Actually, let's do three shout outs here. Okay. Uh, number one to the LSU Tigers football team, who have had a horrible season, a horrendous season following the championship last year. They are three and five on the year. I believe they only have a few games remaining, two games remaining. Uh, one of them is against number six, Florida. That's actually on Saturday. I think that's the college game day game this week, actually. Um, the LSU football team announced yesterday afternoon that they are self-imposing a bowl ban for this season. Okay. Heady play. Um, if you have not followed what has been going on Very with smart. LSU, it is uh, there is a lot of sexual misconduct yes. that is being drawn with direct parallels to things that have happened within that organization. Yes. A lot of dirty, nasty stuff going on in the LSU football program. Yeah. Heady, heady play to say, we're just going to go ahead and self-impose a ban on a year where we have three wins. Yes, and um, <laughs> that football program in particular, I will not share any details, but I do know uh, there there's more coming. Yeah, really? There's, you're, you're aware of some there, stuff that may be coming? There is more coming on how how intensely bad the LSU program was about handling some of those things. Yeah, and this was all this is all like recent stuff. I mean, it's like a this direct is, reason why Darius Geis is no longer in the NFL. Yeah, he was is, there 2 years ago. We're talking within the past 3 years. Mm. It's really really bad, so. So so they apologize and the punishment that they have given themselves is we won't play our 3-1 football team won't play in a bowl game this year. Yes. We're sorry. Mhm. It's about they as might sincere look- as the actions they took to stop some of the stuff <laughs> yeah. that went on within that organization that got them at, to this point. Looking at like a if 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 the NCAA was not an organization already based off of exploitation, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they might be they would legitimately be looking like like a five or ten year ban. Ugh. For some Just of the things they've done. Horrible stuff. Uh, next shout out here. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Ohio State has five wins this season. They are not scheduled to play another game this year. The Big Twelve, or excuse me, the Big Ten had a rule that said you must play six games this season to qualify for the conference championship game. Yes. Well, then Ohio State didn't qualify for the conference championship game, and Ohio State yesterday afternoon decided to change the rule and say, you know what? Never mind. Gosh darn those Buckeyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're going to get them in that Big Ten championship. Going to get them in there. Going to make sure we get them to the college football playoffs. Like to say playoffs, we called it. So we can make our money. We called it yesterday. Called it. Rules don't matter when the Buckeyes or any team <laughs> that is profitable wants to be in a championship game. She was. Um, and then the final shouts out here. Really one of the best things I thought that happened, even though you don't wish violence upon anyone, one of the best things I thought that happened in last year's NFL season was Miles Garrett hitting Mason Rudolph over the head with the helmet. Mm-hmm. 
I think we all remember where we were on that fateful Thursday night when that happened. Yes. Miles Garrett, it was announced this morning, uh, is the Cleveland Browns nominee for the 2020 Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is recognizing the NFL's best players for their performance on and off the field and their dedication to the community. So shout out Miles Garrett for nearly killing Mason Rudolph. I love still you, Miles. Getting the Man of the Year. Love you, Miles Garrett. Uh, Mason Rudolph deserved another hit. I, yeah, I was about to say. I mean, if he really wants to cement himself as the nominee, just seek out Mason Rudolph and hit him again. Yeah. There was nobody was taking Mason Rudolph's side in that. No, love Miles Garrett. <laughs> I've been on your side since the beginning, buddy. I wanted you to come play for us so bad. I saw some people like getting mad about that, um, and I, I'm all about like the second chances and even the third chances for for some people, depending yeah. on the mistake. Uh, but the reference I always use is if. A teacher hands you a math a math test, mm-hmm. and there's a hundred questions on it, and you get ninety nine of them right, and you miss one. You still pr- did a pretty good job, pretty, pretty Miles good Garrett. Job. Like if you want to go and look it up, if you're upset that Miles Garrett has potential to win the Walter Payton Man of the Year, uh, the guy's a good guy. Yes, Mason Rudolph. If you uh, are upset about sucks. that, <laughs> you should see who's starting currently for the Steelers at quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, and read it. There's yeah, some other problems. Read and read about their past. that you could run into. Yeah, so definitely some other. Let's problems. everybody calm down. I've been killing Steelers <laughs> fans recently. Can't stand y'all. And I always, I mean, this is it's a year old story at this point. But uh, if you want to get mad at Mason Rudolph, or excuse me, Miles Garrett for hitting Mason Rudolph, then you should probably just get mad at anybody for sacking Mason Rudolph. He was getting brutal. It hurts just as bad to it take does. a hit in an NFL game as <laughs> it does to get hit in the head with a helmet. They were talking about I remember when that story actually happened, and this is a bit of a detour for like one second, but I remember when the story happened, I found this clip that found its way into the hands of bigger people with bigger platforms in sports media. Uh, I was like, Gronk got one game for concussing Tredavious, Tredavious White. Tredavious White, yeah. When he all he did was intercept a pass. Right. Tredavious White, yeah, I remember that. Tredavious White was like laying face down on the ground, and the Not play moving. was over, and Gronk just came in and, I don't know, like suplexed. It was like just a, like he targeted his head out of nowhere. elbow on the top of his head <laughs> and concussed him, and he got suspended one game for that. Oh, come on, talking, man, but everybody loves Gronk. Yeah. So they were talking about removing <laughs> Miles Garrett from the league entirely that night. So everybody, I hope he wins. Redemption story. I yeah. hope he does too. I hope he does too. I was never. Uh, I was never. I wasn't any more bothered by seeing Miles Garrett do that than you know the fact that we can watch Logan Paul just rip out Nate Robinson's soul on pay per view. On pay per view, it's like we had to pay extra for that. People paid to watch. That's yeah. That's there goes the end of. Oh gosh! Uh, Thursday night football tonight. You can catch it over on our sister station, one hundred three point nine FM. We've got a matchup this evening between the LA Rams and the New England Patriots. We'll pull up the NFL standings here real quick. But the Patriots have won two in a row now. Two in a row. They are still in third place in the AFC East. But in a year where we thought the Patriots were written off. They may be getting right at the right time. They are six and six, uh, taking on the Rams tonight, who are eight and four in that tightly contested NFC West. The only reason I wanted to bring this game up is do you experience any of this when you, you know, you're browsing the Twitter sphere or checking out social media where Panthers fans that you may know are still upset that Cam Newton is not the quarterback yes. of the Carolina Panthers? Don't even have to go on Twitter for that. <laughs> 
in, in a year where the Panthers have looked like a team that will be progressing right. in the right direction, there's a lot of bitterness over there. There's a lot of bitterness. Yeah. We're there's gonna, a lot of bitterness. We have to soothe some of that. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I mean, look, the Panthers have had their own struggles this year. Uh, they're just a four-win team. I can't even remember who the Panthers play this upcoming weekend. But I really hope tonight is the night. I'm a little bit worried because – Bill Belichick is one of those guys, especially when it seems like he takes on younger quarterbacks or less experienced coaches, Mm -hmm. it turns into one of those games where, how did Bill Belichick do that? Last week, perfect example. 45 to nothing is what the Patriots just beat the Chargers. Cam threw for 69 yards. 69 yards, one (laughs) touchdown. That is exactly right. Um, It doesn't doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm worried tonight's going to be one of those nights where there is going to be another wave pouring in of people who still wish Cam Newton was the quarterback for this football team this year. But here are his numbers. Five passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, 2,000 yards, 7.2 yards per attempt. Cam Newton has not been playing good football this year. This is a breakup that it, it still might take a little time. I'm surprised it's taken this long, but the Panthers were in a relationship that was fun, that had run its course. Mm-hmm. And then a new guy came to town. and A good guy. Yeah, a good guy. And that <laughs> rule. It's almost as if like the Panthers are the girl here, right? And the Panthers as a whole are the girl here. And Cam Newton was your old boyfriend, and you loved your old boyfriend. Yeah. And there were some ups and downs. The highest of highs, sometimes the lowest of lows. Mm -hmm. And it had run its course. It wasn't meant to be forever. You got this new flirt over here in Matt Rule. You really like Matt Rule. You didn't know if you should break up with Cam Newton, but you just did it. And you're like, I hate to do this. I'm going to move on. Matt Rule is my new lover here. Yes. But you're still looking off in the distance and seeing Cam. And you see Cam with another guy. And you're like, wow, Bill Belichick. You know, he's a a good-looking guy. I had eyes for him at one point, too. Older. Older man, Barry. Cam Newton, seems to be doing fine. He's got a few more wins than you. Yeah. But now you're invested in the long term of your new relationship, and you've had some bright, shiny moments. You're still in the honeymoon phase. You guys have gotten in a couple fights, the Panthers and Matt Rule, but you're in love with this new guy. I am so worried that there's going to be a backslide of emotions for Carolina Panthers t- fans tonight because I think the New England Patriots win this game against the Rams this evening. I think so, too, and I think that – they're looking at it with rose tint glasses. Yes. Because that relationship between the Panthers and Cam and, and Cam Newton and the Panthers was a lot. There was a lot going was a on. a lot going all on. All the time. I always try from, to remind Panthers fans that you were the same ones that were mad at him after the Super Bowl for what not diving on that loose fumble. Yes. Uh, not speaking to the media for very long and storming off upset because you lost. Yeah. Panthers fans hated Cam Newton. At times when he was a Panther. Yep. But for some reason, the guy had such a magnetic personality that even when he moved on, you can hate him, but they still love him. It's like the boyfriend who, who treated you really badly. Or the girlfriend who treated you really badly. And who you treated really badly. And who you treated really we badly. Really bad to each other. But you had some fun times and you just they can't did. let it go. They did. Everybody has those relationships in their past. Yeah, they had they had some fun times. They they got to a Super Bowl there, but again, it should not be this hard 
to move on from those numbers. Yes. From five touchdowns, five passing touchdowns, <laughs> nine interceptions. 2,000 so, yards. Should not be. No, it should not at all. They've won two straight games. In those two games, Cam Newton has thrown for one touchdown, two interceptions, and uh, whatever 84 plus 69 is. 175? Something like that. 175 yards over two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. They're not winning because uh, Cam Newton, and this is what I ultimately wanted to get to, Cam Newton needs to get to the point with the Panthers fans, and Panthers fans need to do this, where you friend zone him. All right, yes. Tonight needs to be the night, despite the fact that I think Cam may win. Uh, despite the fact that Cam is still capable of having those big moments. It's time for the friend zone. So I have found this new... Twitter profile. Mm-hmm. It's called Dudes Who Are Down Bad. Yes. Dudes Who Are Down Bad. Recently followed You've this. just recently yeah. found this account. I yeah. think it I think it might be fairly new here. Um I want to read a couple of these friend zone moments because I think every guy can relate. Maybe. Some of you out there are just studs and you're doing better than Vaughn and I. But every guy can relate to being friend zoned. Text message number one. These are all text message exchanges. This is a gentleman texting a woman named Nikki. Mm-hmm. The man says, hey, so we're st- are we still on for today at noon? Nikki responds, yes, mall day. And the gentleman responds, want to get dinner at P.F. Chang's after. And the, the female in the story here, Nikki, responds, no, Anthony, you got to help me find hot guys to talk to so they can take me to dinner. Oof, my God. Panthers fans, Brutal. take Come on, Panthers fans. No, we're better than that. Panthers fans. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Bounce back. That's tough. I think we can only take like three of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's rough. <laughs> this Man. is brutal. This is brutal. All right. The gentleman responds. You make me sound like a baby, but thank you. Heart emoji. Female oh. response. You are a baby with lots of whys. Followed with the heart emoji. Gentleman responds, because he's intrigued now. He says, hey, I'm just saying I could be your baby with the little smirky face. And she responds, my baby brother, heart, heart. Oh, man. Yeah, retire. Throw your phone away. Throw your phone away. It needs to be you, Panthers fans. Throw your phone away. You, Cam Newton, you don't need to love him. You can love him, but love him as your baby brother. Throw your phone away, man. <laughs> That's rough. That's really bad. All right, this is my favorite one. We'll take a break. The gentleman asks... He's texting a, a woman named Alicia here. Okay. Hey, so did you want to come over for dinner tonight? She responds, sorry, I'm getting Chick-fil-A with my friends. Sad face. He responds, that's okay, maybe next time. Seems harmless enough. You check the timestamp on the text message. She's getting dinner with her friends at Chick-fil-A. This was on a Sunday at 4.07 p.m. Yikes. Come on. Panthers fans, that is what you need to do to Cam Newton. It's okay to love him. It's okay to remember him. It's time to friend zone Cam Newton. They need to remember that going into tonight's game. That's really bad, man. (laughs) Hey, man. Do you think there's any chance the the Patriots end up going on a little run here and sneak it into into the playoffs? So let me read their final schedule here. They've got the Rams tonight. Then they close out with the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Patriots. Three divisional games down the stretch. Nobody wants to see Bill Belichick. Not Cam Newton. Bill Belichick and that defense. And nobody wants to see them in December or January. I wouldn't either. 
And if I'm the Dolphins and the Bills, I'm taking every opportunity to wail on the Patriots if I can right now. Yeah. Like, I, I am hoping for some type of implosion because I, I would just <laughs> do not want them to get hot. No. I think the Bills have the best chance at winning simply because of the way that receiving core is built. But I wouldn't want to see them. We want it. Bills are 9 3. Um, Imagine if the Pats go on a run with Cam Newton throwing under 100 yards every game. What do you even do with Bill Belichick <laughs> at that point? <laughs> and look, they're only like two games out of a wild card spot. They like, are. Man. Don't look now. We've been counting them out all season. Don't look now, but they could be coming. That's <laughs> scary. All right, so we're going to have to move who that is until tomorrow. Okay. But I've got something. I've got a movie-related rendition, kind of, of that game. Okay. I'm going to play that next. We're going to talk to James Harden today before the day runs out as well, I hope. Bob Casey's sitting in this afternoon. You're listening to The Sam Avila Show right here on 252 ESPN Radio. This is The Sam Avila Show. And I got Von Casey hanging out with me today. Von, let me ask you, do you remember a few weeks ago when we discovered the DMX Fast and Furious movie? Do you remember what the name of it was? Fast and Fierce. Fast and Fierce, that's Death, right. Wasn't it Death Race? Death Race, Fast yeah. Death Race. Fast and Fierce, Death Race. What if I were to tell you that a, uh, a new movie has been discovered that may actually um, take the cake as a comedic level I'm ready. of a better movie, okay. a more exciting movie, a movie that is going to have you on the edge of your seat, maybe not while you're watching it, but at least in anticipation of what the hell could this be? Yeah. I'm ready. I've oh. got one. Okay. I'm not going to share it with you just yet. Oh, man. <laughs> but we'll get to it. Uh, we'll get to it I'm before ready. we finish up this segment. So make sure you stay tuned for that. So that should be uh, pretty fun coming up here in just a few minutes. Now, the L.A. Chargers, we mentioned we've got Thursday night football coming up tonight. It'll be Rams versus Patriots. Well, the last time we saw the L.A. Chargers was this past weekend. And the Chargers, which are a three-win football team, despite having probably the rookie of the year in Justin Herbert. Probably, right? Yeah. It's been incredible. The Chargers are just 3-9 and nine this season. And I think a lot of that blame falls squarely on the shoulders of their head coach, Anthony Lynn. They were just shut out by the Patriots this past Sunday. 45 to nothing. Yeah. Herbert looked lost. Herbert looked completely lost. Bill Belichick did Bill Belichick things, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um the Chargers are in a tailspin and Anthony Lynn has not been a good coach. No. Uh outside of moments where I think he showed that he could have been. Right. Uh <laughs> which were few and far between. Most of the losses this season were on his coaching. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, there was the joke there where the Falcons, over like a six-game stretch, had blown like four leads of 17 or more. Mm -hmm. The Chargers have flirted with something similar. It's like they've, I want to say it's something like eight of their 11 games or whatever it is have been decided by seven points or less, Mm -hmm. but they're just always on the wrong side of that final decision. Regardless of what you think about Anthony Lynn, if he's a good coach, if he's not a good coach, 
there are some things that you just cannot do. There are some things that you just cannot say, and there are some comparisons that you cannot make. I'm going to just throw this one out there. And I don't mean this to offend anyone, but I just want to let you, I want to preface what Anthony Lynn, this audio that we're going to play from Anthony Lynn, kind of sounds like. If something is bad, what is a, a historic event that you may not compare it to? First thing that comes to mind for me is the Holocaust. Yes. Comparing things to the Holocaust is just something that you probably shouldn't do because there are certain things that have happened throughout history that deserve and demand a little bit more reverence and respect. Yeah, like King Leopold, slavery, all those things. Yeah, yeah. All, all of those things. You know you know the things. Lots of horrific events. Other than um, if, unless they've been so memed in uh, – popular culture like the titanic right <laughs> yeah which, you, you could do that but which, you know sure. you don't you don't make jokes about 9-11 uh you don't yeah. make jokes about how jamarcus russell got fat and then turned into a gigantic bus for the oakland raiders some horrific yeah. thing. <laughs> historic events you just Terrible don't make the things. jokes as sam tactlessly makes the joke <laughs> in the middle of explaining all that <laughs> but here's the thing yeah, set this set this up for us a little bit because you turned me on to this piece of audio. Yes. Okay. So it doesn't even sound like he's joking, which I don't know if it's scarier if you are the head coach to not be joking about the current situation of your team mm-hmm. and comparing it to what he's about to compare it to, or if he is joking that he's just that deadpan on a level of like Steve Carell. Right. In in which case he needs to go into comedy immediately. One of those two things is true. <laughs> Deadpan comedy. Well, I'm going to just play the audio here. You decide for yourself if this was a uh, big guffaw from head coach of the Chargers, Anthony Lynn, or if this was his attempt at deadpan comedy. <laughs> Take a listen. Here is Anthony Lynn during his press conference on Monday earlier this week. If you're not aware of what our country celebrated on Monday, or not celebrated, remembered, December 7th, every year, is Pearl Harbor Day. Here is how Anthony Lynn spent the day reflecting upon Pearl Harbor. You know, we're in a valley right now, and we're down, but we're not out. You know, just the other day was was uh, Pearl Harbor Day. You know, one of the biggest uh, defeats this country's had. And we we bounced back from that. And, and uh, you know, I kind of used that as an example with my staff the other day. You know, we're, we're down and out, but we're not dead yet, so... Uh, we're going to finish this season out the right way, and uh, and today we're going to start with a good day of practice. Okay. So we're down and out. We're not dead yet. Yes. Um, 2,403 U.S. personnel were killed on Pearl Harbor Day, including 68 civilians and uh, 19 U.S. Navy ships, including eight battleships, were either destroyed or damaged. Okay, so here's so Anthony Lynn. I want to know in this scenario who's the imperial Japanese and who are the Nazis. That <laughs> or, I'm guessing the Patriots and the Bills who have had might, their way with them over the maybe, last two weeks. Right. <laughs> I, I he so so his thing is he said he used it with his staff, meaning he probably got puzzled looks from people for a minute. Then he's just joking around the office, and I, that's <laughs> the thing. He sounds so serious. He sounds so serious. So he probably. Workshopped it with with the uh, with his staff when he didn't get the reaction he wanted. He was like, you know who I'll tell 
the press. They always treat people fairly. <laughs> so, so you, uh, it, that's, that's an interesting comparison because you've like dabbled and have some experience in stand up comedy, yeah. and you have friends of yours. You and I have talked about this who do stand up comedy. Yeah. And if you're familiar with stand up comics, or you're you have any that you're favorites of, or they are favorites of yours, you'll hear them talk about. You know, they'll jump on stage somewhere, you know, at an open mic, and get up there and do five ten minutes of comedy because. They're testing out the material. Yes. And they gauge the audience reaction. It's like, hey, this joke killed. Hey, this joke bombed. Great pun. Horrible pun. I was like, yeah, like wow. Did not he, mean to do that. Well, he's going for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's going for it over not, there. Not, not intentional at all. <laughs> Sam and Anthony Lynn. Are you trying to get a you trying to get an assistant coaching job over there? Let Anthony Lynn hear this. Just sprinkled in some kill and bomb jokes coach. in the middle of all that. You'll be the wide receiving coach by the end of the week. <laughs> but you're so right. Anthony Lynn said, brought up, like, hey, I've talked to other people about this before, and they thought I should take this metaphor to the press. Okay. Outside of really reaching for something here, that might be indicative of a bigger problem with this team. <laughs> if nobody is telling Anthony Lynn, hey, man. Maybe don't go talk to the press about how you feel like your three-win team is as bad as Pearl Harbor. And Anthony and, Lenny surrounded with the yes-men, it, it has to be, like. right? Or, or, well. Or he doesn't have any friends around him. Or he just doesn't have any good staff around him. So just tell him no. Don't do that. Like, maybe it's just flawed inside and out. It's like, no matter at what level in that coaching staff you go, they all thought that this was a good comparison. What if they cheered hey, him buddy, on? buddy, run with that. That's yeah, a good idea. That's great, Ant. Or maybe it's a coup. Maybe there are there's mm. coaches within the organization. That's fascinating. Eyeing for that top spot, and it's like, look, guys, if, we know that was really off color what Anthony just said, but just let him go do it. We can't believe he hasn't been fired yet either. Yeah. But if he goes and does this, maybe this will bring more attention because you brought it up. I haven't heard anybody talking about this. Nobody. But and you know, and then it's not like they're in a small media market. He plays in. He coaches in L.A. <laughs> The second biggest market in the country. In the country, right? Maybe yeah. like one of the biggest markets in the world. It might be know? number one. There's a reason that the L.A. Angels have, I kid you not, you can look this up. It's something like an $800 million contract yes. for their local television. Yeah. Local television rights. $800 million per year. Come on. <laughs> and this this wasn't picked up at, at all. At all. Now, granted, there are more pressing things going on, but... It's not as if stupid things haven't preoccupied the news before. Yes, right. Turn on the news right now. I bet you can find something. Yeah, I'm 100% sure. It, it's just not – I'm not calling for Anthony Lynn to be removed because of this comment. If anything, it should be his football coach. Yeah, right. Like, I, I agree. Like, I am a fan of off-color comedy. <laughs> off-color comedy makes me laugh. Like, my Netflix account is – the queue there is full of rated R perverse wrong comedy that – you just can't dabble in if you're in the public eye. No, he's he's not. And I don't know if he's. That's the thing. He's not joking. I think Anthony that's Lynn the worst is so serious here. He he. You know that might be. He cares about football so much that when he sees a three and nine team with probably the best young quarterback this league has that can't figure out how to put a win together, he's like, wow. Now I know how everybody felt on December eighth after Pearl Harbor. This uh, let's uh, let's do this again. Let's nope. let's let's just break this down. Let's listen to this one more time. Here is Anthony Lynn. Do you is he trying to make a serious point, or is this a foot and mouth kind of situation here? You know, we're in a valley right now, and we're down, but we're not out. 
You know, just the other day was was uh, Pearl Harbor Day. You know, one of the biggest uh, defeats this country's had, and we we bounced back from that. And and uh, you know, I kind of use that as an example with my staff the other day. You know, we're, we're down and out, but we're not dead yet. So uh, we're going to finish this season out the right way. And uh, and today we're going to start with a good day of practice. Okay, mm-hmm. is there any way I can defend him by saying he's? Talking more about the resiliency of the group. Oh, yeah. He's 100% talking about resiliency. Right. You can be making a pretty good point and still sound stupid. That is 100% thing. That's 100% thing you can do in English. You can say something that, in other words, would be inspiring. But I always think about what coaches say in the aspect of movies. Right? So if you got a great football movie like Remember the Titans, think about if the co- at the end of the game, at the movie... Coach is giving a speech and he brings up Pearl Harbor. How are you reacting in the movie theater? What? It's a football game. It's not that serious, is it? This is. <laughs> is that how far we're taking it? Yeah, like I, I don't want to completely bury him, and that's not really what no, we're going that's for. Not that's going not what we're going for at all here. It and like I, I understand there there is a way you can spin this and say yes. he is. Just point. It's almost like a, his way of paying an homage to a, a horrific day, and you know, citing the resiliency of a country, and you know, like the, I think the Allies were like losing everywhere at the time. To, not to you know, open up a history class here, but I think the Allies were getting their teeth kicked okay. in, and then this is the event that brought the U.S. into the fray. Um, but some comparisons you just don't make. Dude. It's, it's not You're going to make people mad. But think about what you have to talk. I'm not even worried about making people mad. Make people mad. It yeah, doesn't matter. that's true. I but, mean, we're okay with making people mad. I literally the- posted a company email on Twitter <laughs> a couple of weeks ago and got in trouble for that, supposedly. <laughs> but I was, I might, I think my response was good. I hope I get mad. Yeah. <laughs> or I hope I get in trouble. Here's the thing. It's not even about people making people mad. And I'm not in the business of just being offensive for the sake of being offensive or anything like that. Right. But think about how serious of a topic you have to go from talking about a football game. <laughs> It's a football game. It's a pretty it's, steep it's drop. his job, yes, but Anthony Lynn will be fine. He'll 100% be fine. The, the result of Justin Herbert going getting blown out 45-0 to zero is not the same as any result that could have happened from World War II. <sighs> like, you, you can make the comparison, yeah. It's just the level of seriousness of the two things is just not there. It's football. I love it, too. It's not that serious. I'm trying to think. You might you might be better at this. Can you think of an event in history that would be like a laughable disaster? I think the Titanic has become that. The Titanic because you could you could publicly. But say, I mean I mean legitimately I mean the Titanic wasn't real. Is there a is there a, was it real? <laughs> the Titanic really happened. Oh, why did I think it was just a movie? <laughs> because that's how mean it's become. <laughs> I was telling you it's become a meme. It was it happened. Yeah. <laughs> It just didn't, breaking news: The Titanic actually happened. It didn't involve Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, but it did happen. It's a, it's a tragic event that spurned Leo's career. Everybody saw Kate Winslet naked. Yeah, I had it on VHS. It was three different three different VHS tapes. If that doesn't scream this movie's too long, then I don't know what is. That's insane. But is there is there an event in history? I'm tr- I'm trying to think, and there may not be anything that was just so funny that. Despite the fact that it may be bad, you couldn't help but laugh at it. Again, I think the the Titanic, the Titanic, and or the Hindenburg. Just because I've seen it meme 
everywhere. And and you can say rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic today, and people would just go giggle. <laughs> Coming up this weekend, the L.A. Chargers will be taking on the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> You see those two things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and get it together, man. It's like if the Titanic crashed into the Hindenburg. Yeah. Or I guess vice versa, because I don't know how the Titanic would get all the way up there. I did find a way. <laughs> did find a way. <laughs> Good for Anthony Wayne. Uh Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm going to play this trailer for you. This is a movie trailer. Okay. I'm not going to give it any context. You may have seen this circulating the rounds on the internet. It is a new Lifetime movie that is going to be making its way to your television. So a lot of you out there during Christmas time, we complained earlier about how your wives, your girlfriends, your mothers, whatever it is, may uh, have needlessly exploded Christmas decorations all over your house. And you're finding now, midway through December just about, that they are getting in the way. Another thing you may find yourself having to do is sit down and watch Lifetime Christmas movies. Most of them aren't interesting. Most of them are the same exact script. Um, the script for a Lifetime Christmas movie, do you know what it is? It is a woman who is a busybody and is too concerned with work, stressed out about work, doesn't have a Christmas spirit, moves to a small town, marries like the town maintenance man, or falls in love with the town maintenance man yeah. because he was putting up the town tree. He's getting over a bad breakup. Yeah, he's getting over a bad breakup. He might have like one or two kids from a previous marriage where his wife died. They end up falling in love. She realizes that she can quit her busy work, 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 stress-free life. They kiss at the end, and then a dog shows up. Mm. That's a Lifetime movie, pretty, right? Pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> There is a Lifetime movie coming up that if you are sick and tired of those, I think I can get you interested in this. Starring Mario Lopez, um, premieres December 13th. So that is this Sunday night. Take a listen. What the hell are you doing? A Lifetime original mini-movie. You don't answer my proposal, and now you're not answering my call. I think I'm falling for the new chef. Jessica is falling for Harlan. The cook? Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harlan claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? <laughs> Spare me. We all have our secrets. If you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. I'll take care of this. Ruining everything! Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. Premieres December 13th at noon, only on Lifetime. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. Recipe for seduction. A Lifetime original movie starring Mario Lopez... As Colonel Sanders, so <laughs> airs this Sunday at noon. The most fascinating thing about this, not knowing that is this, what. The most fascinating <laughs> thing about this is I want to know what his recipe is because secret blend of herbs and spices. Technically, KFC cannot call itself Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore because they lost a lawsuit, and their whatever it is is legally not considered chicken. Wait, what? That's what, when's the last time you heard KFC call Kentucky Fried Chicken on a, from one of their ads? 
I don't know if I ever. It's uh, been, yeah, a, it's been, been a long time. Been a long been a time. They are just KFC they now. They lost a lawsuit, and they're not allowed to call themselves Kentucky Fried Chicken. Wow. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why Mario Lopez got cast as Colonel Sanders. Don't care. Because Mario Lopez choice. is sexy. Like I'll just, right. I'll just come right out and say it. Mario Lopez is a sexy man. Do you remember when KFC was doing those commercials where they had like a new colonel every month? Where yes. like Reba McIntyre was the colonel one yeah, time. Yes. Um, Norm Macdonald, I think, was the colonel at one time. Mm-hmm. Colonel Sanders, while um, I don't know, I feel like it harkens back to a more racist time in this country, the character that they modeled him after, has always been like old, white-haired, button-up old man. Yes. And now it's Mario Lopez, who just seems like he's going to rip his shirt off at any second and show up and steal your girl. Yeah, I, I just, this is... And Mario Lopez has never eaten fried chicken in his life. You don't look don't like so. that and eat fried chicken. I don't think so. I don't particularly have a. Kiss. I eat fried chicken. I do not look like that. Like Mario Lopez. Yeah, it might be a secret. Not quite. It's not. It's not. It's not. Whatever it is, it's not fried chicken. It's not Kentucky fried chicken, at least. And I have my personal dislike of Mario Lopez. I, I just they, they, why? <laughs> what, what did Mario Lopez do to you? I just don't like him. But uh, I honestly don't even know anything about him. <laughs> I just know he's Spanish and looks good. And yeah. didn't he like date J Lo or Beyonce or I'm one of sure. them at some point? Beyonce, that would have been the <laughs> But this sounds like something that somebody floated as a joke in one of the uh, office meetings, and then somebody came in with a proposal and one point two million dollars to make it. And they're like, "So you were talking about this, right?" And they're like, "I was one hundred percent joking." There's like, "We have Mario Lopez attached." And it, and it's turned into this abomination. This might be something comparable. If Mar- Anthony Lynn would have said that our team has turned into a lifetime, a movie. lifetime movie, yeah, that starring Mario Lopez, that is comparable to the type of disaster that his team has turned into. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Both very dangerous for the soul of this country, but not so much to go to the levels of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm actually very excited to see this. I don't know if I'm going to watch it on Lifetime or catch the first streaming because uh, I don't want to be that sad. I'll DVR it for you. Okay. I'll send you. We should do a live watch of it for Twitter. I was doing a. I was doing some research on the KFC lawsuit. The first thing that came up is uh, some woman has is suing actively suing right now KFC for twenty million dollars because there wasn't enough chicken in her twenty dollar fill up. Um, <laughs> but KFC has actually changed their name from Kentucky Fried Chicken since 1991. Mm-hmm. And the driving reason behind it was that the KFC team wanted to shorten their name. Um, and also, according to the official KFC website, they wanted to let customers know mm-hmm. that the restaurant served more than just chicken. I'm sure. That's why they took the fried chicken out. I'm sure that's why they did it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, K- <laughs> Thanks, KFC. <laughs> Oh, anyways. It's been a weird day so far already. It's been a great day so far. It's been fun. Thursday Night Football coming up tonight. We have the L.A. Rams taking on the New England Patriots. And Panthers fans will look admiring on. A lot of you will. A lot of you are still not over Cam Newton. Why is that? Mm -hmm. They're hung up on him. Hung up on Cam Newton. So... We're going to talk some Cam Newton, and in honor of that, I have compiled a list of great text between men and women who have put them in the friend zone. Oh, this is going to be great. 
Ready not quite breakup text, but yeah. we've all been there. You've yeah. been friendzone before. <laughs> More of the Sam Avila Show coming up. Welcome into the Sam Avila Show. Or just welcome back, rather. Vaughn Casey hanging out here with me, and I now know a deep, dark secret about Vaughn. A deep, dark secret this time of year, um, where I have now been entrusted with the information of what you are getting your significant other for Christmas. Yes. She listens. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just want you to know that other people know and you don't. She's not going to, you're not going to like it. Vaughn went really cheap this year. Yeah, really cheap. It's like, we're talking about gumball machine. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, what is, so you are, you seem to be a, a thoughtful gift giver. You seem to be uh, not a procrastinator with Christmas. How do you attack Christmas shopping? Because I, I think I need to take notes from you. I'm very bad at Christmas shopping in, in general. Okay. It comes to <laughs> just in specifics, I can do it. Like if you give me, if, if I have some direction and I think about it for a while, I right. can get there. But Christmas came so, it's coming so quickly this year because I swear it was November for like three minutes. It was November 10 days ago. Yeah, it was no- <laughs> November was so quick. Mm-hmm. The whole season has been. The it's whole just, year has been. It's been flying by and so long at the same time. It's been this year for both three minutes and three seconds at the same time. <laughs> like Tiger King doesn't seem like it was that long ago, right? It doesn't, but it was also last year if you yeah. ask me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so how much Christmas shopping have you already done? Because it's getting about to that point. Uh, I keep thinking. I walked through a store the other day. And I said, you know, I'm going to start scouting some stuff out. And I was already, like, intimidated. And I walked out. I didn't buy anything. I'm not even ready to start thinking about what I am getting for people. And I have a long list of people I have to shop for this year. Mm-hmm. You're you're already ahead of the game a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Usually, me and my siblings do. We just pick out each other's snacks. Oh, nice. That's what we do. Snacks. And I love snacks. If yeah, anybody, if snacks. anybody needs to know what to get me for Christmas, snacks. I have a size snacks. Always. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm a little bit ahead ahead of the curve, a little bit. I have not done any Christmas present shopping. I am I usually tend to be a day of kind of guy. Are you a, see? Are you an online? You're an online shopper. I like it. I like it a lot better. Yeah, because just because. I don't feel like walking around a store when my brain was like, this is stupid. Don't get that. <laughs> I can do that in a second on, on the internet. Yeah, my mom always gets on me about that. Uh, and I guess that is the problem. Like, I am all for shopping in stores because I'm all about, you know, the whole support local thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you don't really find anything. And I find myself year after year being in the store and I get desperate. Like, I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to have my shopping done. And I just will grab something. I'm like, yeah, they'll like that. And then they open it up on Christmas Day, and I can tell the look on their face is like, what the hell is, is this? this? Why did you get this for me? And then they look at me, and I have a look on my face that is, yeah, what the hell is that? <laughs> Why did I get that for them? My mom tells me that all the time. She's like, don't just waste your money. Like, if you're not going to think of a gift, like, be thoughtful about it. Just save the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, you can tell when when you get them the gift and it's not sitting with the rest of their gifts. Mm -hmm. It's kind of off to the side. They're like, oh, yeah, I got this, too. (laughs) You didn't do a great job. (laughs) Oh, it's such a stressful time of year. But uh, I try not to make it be stressful. But I like to consider myself a decent gift giver. Best thing you can do? I just never think of. Oh, yeah, please. Best thing you can do? You got tips? I'll take tips. Open your notes app in, like, March 
and then see if there's something that they want. And keep it in your notes app and set a reminder for yourself. What do you think about, are you one of these people who will tell somebody what you got them beforehand? Like, I know I know people who are like, I'll just tell you what I got you now. Are you about that life or are you like, we're going to keep this secret until the day of? I usually keep secret. Keep it secret? I usually keep it secret. Man. How about how about if uh, somebody asks you what do you want for Christmas this year? Because I struggle with that. I never know. I thought about something yesterday yeah. that I was like, oh, sick! I might want that. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to tell anybody because that seems like greedy and like, rude get, to yeah, be get, like, hey, you can go buy me that if you want. Yeah, <laughs> they have to. They have to ask. And they have to ask. You never know until you know until it's too late. Oh man, but there, but there are there are certain things I want. They're just so. People be like, really? That's what, that's what you want? Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, I want. Uh, you have an eclectic taste, like on all things in life. So I can't even imagine what some I of your for, gift ideas are. I got are. like movie posters that movie that, posters. I, that I want nice. and uh, vinyl. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's good. Right? That's not that. T- that's not that's sick. too tr- tough to uh, to track down. What but. I've tried to do, and and I will I will actually recommend this to anybody out there. Um, but with my girlfriend and I, we did the whole just normal gift exchange for a while. Um, and then we got to a point where I was like, Hey, I've bought you X amount of sweatshirts. Like, do you really want another sweatshirt? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think what she's really looking for is an engagement ring, but she's not getting that this year. So, (laughs) so, so what we usually do, what we started doing, and this is a great idea is we'll do, uh, we'll do the whole, like, let's just take that money and put it towards like a trip. Or like you know to go that's do nice. something. That's yeah, a little that's, bit more fun because nice. sometimes nice. you know I'm all about you know I'd rather have the experience doing something than the yeah. material object of something. Sometimes that's really nice. <laughs> that could that could that that's something that could work too. Yeah, and it's pretty pretty easy. Man, you know when things open back up, y'all plenty of time to save money. <laughs> we can try. Yeah, that's true. Can yeah, can't go anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, can't go anywhere anytime soon. I'm still trying to get the refund on that cruise I booked a week before the pandemic hit. Tough. <laughs> Well, it's better to book it a week before and then not be able to go, and then a w- week after and be like, <laughs> yeah. "I was just on a ship." <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's like this might be problematic. That I was our go get tested. That was our dead canary. <laughs> yeah. all the people on on ships were coming back, not being able to taste food. We were like, "What's go- <laughs> what's going on here?" Food poisoning. Yeah. I don't know why I'm puking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we were planning to play um, who that is today. We are unfortunately not going to have time to get to who that is today. If you do not know what that is, well, you'll have to make sure that you tune in tomorrow. But I wanted to play this rendition of this game with you because you are a movie buff. I consider myself a movie buff. Okay. I have alternate descriptions of some very well-known, very famous movies that I'm going to read to you. They're basically just like brutally... Honest, kind of off-color descriptions of famous movies, okay. and I want to play this with you here um, as we yeah, we might be able to come back and talk about some James Harden. But but are you game? I think I'm you game. can get a lot. I'm of ready. This. All right, movie number one. Let's see if you can get that. This is the movie edition of Who Dad Is without the sound effects. Rich girl lets poor man freeze to death. What is that movie? Titanic. The Titanic. Yes, we referenced <laughs> that earlier in the show. I thought uh, I thought you may be able to get that. That was a good one. I like that. Boy spends seven years being a third wheel. Ooh. Boy spends, Boy spends seven, seven years, years being a third seven wheel. Seven years is a good clue there. 
if you are familiar seven with years. this franchise. Boyd spends seven years being a third wheel. It's not uh, before sunset or or the before before trilogy. No, is it? Uh, okay. no, these are these are all pretty pretty famous. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm thinking of it's a it's a Christmas. Isn't that movie with the um where the guy shows up with the with the signs? What's the name of that movie? What movie? The guy shows up with the signs, but he can't talk because his best friends in the oh, Love Actually. Yeah, love... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Boy spends seven years being a third wheel. That is Harry Potter. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God! Harry Potter unfortunately oh, spent seven years being a third wheel. I've never thought of, I would have never got that. Hermione and Ron, yeah, that's funny. Uh, how about this? This is another franchise, but it's one specific movie inside that franchise. A bald guy teams up with another bald guy to fight another bald guy. A bald guy teams up with another bald guy to fight another bald guy. A bald guy. Teams up this with another bald guy one to of fight the Rocky another movies. bald guy. That's a good guess. Uh, Fast Seven, Fast and Furious Seven, where Jason Statham and Vin Diesel team up to fight The Rock, or Vin Diesel teams up with The Rock to fight Jason Statham. Depends on which movie and it's what pretty, order and what yeah, team up that was. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, this movie was terrible, but a gorgeous queen that looks exactly like Charlize Theron is so mentally ill that a mirror tricks her into believing that Kristen Stewart is prettier than her. <laughs> a gorgeous queen that looks exactly like Charlize Theron is uh-huh. so mentally ill that a mirror tricks her into believing that Kristen Stewart is prettier than her. Okay. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Kristen Stewart. But I'm thinking they're both in this movie. Charlize Theron and, and Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart are both in this movie. I'm going to go through the Kristen Stewart movies I know. I don't think it's any of the Twilight movies. <laughs> it is Snow White and the Huntsman. So, she was in that movie? Yeah. She was She was like the mirror, mirror on the wall. Where it was like Kristen Stewart was the other girl. And Charlize Theron did the whole mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? And Charlize Theron, who is... Uh, to put this delicately, like a baby doll and a half, and then Kristen Stewart, who just looks dirty all the time. Okay. <laughs> That's one description. Okay. Yeah, I've never. Am seen... I wrong? Doesn't she just look dirty? <laughs> she looks sad. I'll, I'll give you sad, but I, I, I never saw that movie. I didn't either. Did... All right. How about this one? Group spends nine hours returning jewelry. Group spends nine hours returning jewelry. Yes. Who that is? Who? Who that is? <laughs> Group spends nine hours returning jewelry. As Vaughn thinks, we're playing this game again tomorrow, but it's going to. We did it last week for the first time. We had so much fun, we're bringing it back. Yeah. Who that is? It's a sports edition. We'll be on tomorrow's show. I'm not sure. Is it? Is it's a? Is it a robbery movie? Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Group spends nine hours returning jewelry. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, how about this one? I gotta get out of genres. I'm stuck in genres. This is this is fairly recent. Okay. Paranoid billionaire, afraid of immigrant. This is a movie. This is a movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Paranoid billionaire, afraid of immigrant, and it's a very recent. Fairly recent. Movie. I'd say probably within the last four years, five years. Okay. Movies about paranoid billionaires. Who's <laughs> afraid of an immigrant? He's afraid of an immigrant. Okay. If you want to catch last week's sports edition of Who That Is, of course you can always subscribe to the Sam Avalos Show podcast wherever 
you get your podcast. A billionaire, a paranoid billionaire who is afraid of an immigrant. Give me this one. This is Batman versus Superman. (laughs) All right. That's pretty good. I like that one. I like that one. That's great. After losing his father, a young boy joins a hippie group and becomes a vegan. After losing his father, a young boy joins a hippie group and becomes a vegan. Creed. (laughs) No, that is Lion King. (laughs) Simba loses his father and joins Timon and Pumbaa and eats grubs. The only thing I was thinking of Creed is because they had that whole sequence where he was like eating. (laughs) That's really good. All right, how about this one? We'll wrap this up here in just a second. Uh, Noseless guy has an unhealthy obsession with the teenage boy. Is this also Harry Potter? This is also Harry Harry Potter, Potter. (laughs) yeah. It's Voldemort. (laughs) Voldemort. (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio wanders a frozen wasteland in search of an Oscar. And I'm going to get this one. This is The Revenant. The Revenant. Yeah. Uh, Super overrated movie. Really? You think so? Man, I love the book, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy The Revenant. Yeah. It was just a lot of crawling through snow. It, I I enjoyed it because it's it would be incredibly hard to film that movie. <laughs> Getting that movie right, trying to film anything with horses. There's an interview that uh-huh. uh, Alejandro Inrietu, the director, goes to where he talks about a nightmare that he had trying to direct horses because they're the hardest animals oh, to get to that. Through. Yeah, yeah, they're terrifying. They're, <laughs> Please go watch that. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do uh, let's do the last one here. Talking frog convinces son to kill his dad. Talking frog convinces son to kill dad. Is that talking frog convinces son to kill, to kill his dad? Not his son. Convinces oh, to convinces a talking frog convinces someone's son, son. to kill their father. Okay. Uh, this came out in the early 80s. Movies about pa- patricide. <laughs> <laughs> huh. That's a very not, dark topic. Yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think that's what they were going for. This movie in question was Star Wars. Star Wars. Yes. Talking Frog. Yoda. Convincing Luke to pretty go good. kill his father. That was beautiful. That's pretty good. I like those descriptions. <laughs> you like the paranoid billionaire. That was terrified of immigrants. That was classifying Superman as an immigrant. Technically. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Krypton. Krypton. Why do you have to get a green card to get here from Krypton? I would think so. (laughs) I would think so. Pretty stringent out there. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, James Harden quickly when we come back. But Who Dad Is Sports Edition. That will be on tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's edition of the Sam Avalos Show. Of course, that is what you are listening to. Von Casey hanging out this afternoon. Oh, I always love a good bit of breaking news as we close out the show today. Von Casey been hanging out here with me all afternoon. He'll be here for a little while tomorrow. But, Von, the news here is that Clippers all-star Paul George has signed a max deal with the L.A. Clippers, um, a maximum contract extension of five years worth 220 Six million dollars. I think last week when you were here, we were talking about uh, the rumors that had been circulating about how Paul George and Kawhi Leonard just kind of practiced whenever they wanted for the Clippers last year. This was a marriage that 
uh, seems to have gotten off to a very rocky start between Paul George and Kawhi. I think Kawhi only has one or two more years left on his deal before he can get out of L.A. Yeah. Do you think this is – what do you think this means for the Clippers? They're obviously stuck with Paul George for years to come. Uh, I'm going to look up the details of Kawhi Leonard's deal here, but – Smart move by the Clippers to invest so much into Paul George, a guy who seems to have always been teetering on the edge of taking that next step and being that player that can take a team to the next level? Yeah, I mean, Paul George got gets a bad rep for <laughs> a number of reasons. Some good, some bad. Uh, some, well, it's because it's because he doesn't do anything in the playoffs, and then he had that Gatorade commercial where he was hitting buzzer-beating important <laughs> shots, and he's literally never done that in his career one time. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, he famously disappears in the playoffs. <laughs> it's the thing is, I'm not going to crucify Paul George up here uh, by comparing him to Michael Jordan, right? But for a long time, that was the stigma on Jordan too, and I think it's when you when you actually get in a situation where players can grow underneath a stable franchise mm-hmm. you see you see you actually see people take that next step because like i said jordan's an exception to the rule he's usually not the rule just because of because he's jordan right but <laughs> if you go look back at any sports illustrated piece from the early parts of his career right up until that first championship it was he can't take a team to <laughs> anywhere past the first or second round in the playoffs right and reading that now it sounds ridiculous you're like it's michael jordan what are you talking about it's just getting in the right situation and taking advantage of that situation is so precious i don't think people realize how many teams have falling up fallen apart just because they missed that one moment that they have when they have their superstars clicking and they actually make something out of it for the clippers they might not be that franchise. Yeah, no matter who you put in there. <laughs> right. They've got it. They're historically uh, famous for never being able to piece it together. So I looked up Kawhi's contract, and this this is what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Kawhi is under contract for this upcoming season. He does have a player option next season. So that original deal he signed was basically two and one. Yeah. Uh, two two com- two years of commitment, and then a player option for one more year. The Clippers in that trade to get Paul George where they gave up so many first-round picks. I don't think, uh, looking at it here, it doesn't look like they have a first-round pick. I'm still scrolling. Um, mm. Until 2027. The Clippers do not have a first-round pick until 2027 because of that deal. Uh, other deals they've made, but I think they gave up three or four to the or to the Thunder to get Paul George out there. Kawhi Leonard wanted to play with Paul George. Mm-hmm. The reason they were so aggressive in their offer to get Paul George is because they knew they couldn't get Kawhi Leonard without getting Paul George originally. That didn't work after year one. I actually like this move by the Clippers because what it means is that even if Kawhi Leonard is so frustrated and he doesn't like the fit and you know they just fired Doc Rivers, they lost Montrez Harrell this offseason, I think the biggest free agent they brought in was Nick Batum Mm -hmm. and Luke Kennard. Outside of those two guys, uh, they haven't added any pieces this yeah. offseason. They don't have any future first-round picks. I think if you're the Clippers, if you're worried about Kawhi Leonard potentially leaving and wanting out, Paul George at least keeps you relevant. Yes. And Paul George will at least be 
even though it's not a very strong one, a magnet for potential other free agents out there. It means if Kawhi Leonard leaves this team, they're still going to be stable. As stable as the Clippers have ever been yeah. uh, for the foreseeable future. The sad part is, like, we don't we, – we have to give a little bit of time to see if the experiment works. Yeah. Uh, because we could have blown up Miami to year one. It's a good example. Uh, with how they got dismantled by the Mavericks. LeBron's heat. Mm-hmm. We could have dismantled that team and been like, Chris Bosh isn't the future. We just need to keep Wade and LeBron and use Bosh as trade bait. Right. You could have done that. But – if you if you do not have a first round pick until it looks like 2027, 2027. <laughs> you're all in. You are all in. And winning happens right now. Yeah. It has to happen within that time frame until you can get another first round pick or make a deal where you get a first round pick sometime soon. <laughs> because you auctioned off your future in the hopes that you didn't need one because the future's now. Yeah. I think what's so fascinating about this also is just uh, and this actually parlays right into the next thing I wanted to talk about here briefly to wrap up the show. We can I, we can figure out another time to talk more about this, but the NBA player now has all the control in the NBA. The player dictates everything. Kawhi Leonard could destroy any plans that the Clippers have had by saying, I'm taking my talents and I'm going elsewhere. This didn't work. I don't want to be here. The Clippers have hedged their bets a little bit here, and they said, well, at least we can keep Paul George around. Because Paul George isn't in a position to force his way out the way Kawhi Leonard would be. Paul George isn't one of those players who is going to be a centerpiece for a championship team. James Harden, what have you thought about what James Harden has done? And if you want to make a joke about him you know, spending little baby's birthday with him instead of showing up to practice mm-hmm. week one for the Houston Rockets, that's fine. But now it says uh, it sounds like he's interested in either being traded to Philadelphia or the Brooklyn Nets. The Rockets have come out and said that if they do make a trade to the Nets, it has to be KD or Kyrie coming back. Similar situation in Philly. They said it has to be Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid coming back. Do you make that move? Well, first off, with the with Harden in general, um, look, I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of impressed by the troll job that he's been doing to do everything to show Houston that he wants out. Yeah, and that I mean, there's there's not a people are like it's unprofessional. I'd be like, it, it, this is. It's his only option. It is profession. I mean, it's, is, it's just how it operates in that profession. This, this is, profession exactly. looks different than yours. This is one hundred percent his only option to is to show Houston his displeasure right. by going to spend little, his birthday with little baby. Right. So was it little baby? Was it dub baby? There's a I lot of babies. It, I out think there it was right little baby. Are there two? Are that two different yeah, people? Two different little people. baby. The baby and is from baby? Charlotte. So, oh, that's yeah. right. I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah, so he. Like performed at the halftime show or something like that. Something like I that. I can't remember. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't listen to a whole lot of little baby or the baby. If you can't tell, yeah. <laughs> but I think I played Pearl Jam in the last segment. <laughs> don't don't really go a little different. Any better and and the baby don't have a lot in common. No, I listen to both of them. But I'm weird. But as far as 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 far as things are gonna go here, you're gonna have to. Everybody is in this la-la land mm-hmm. that you can give up. Uh, I think this is partially sports media's fault. Right. That you can give up nothing and get James Harden back. 
Right. Because people have been talking about James Harden as if he's not a perennial MVP candidate. The, the dude's incredible. Yeah. Like to, to act like you wouldn't want James Harden on your team is, is silly, and yes. I don't think you're really paying attention. If you can make an argument that you don't think James Harden would be a good player to add on your team. Yeah. Like we had this conversation with Westbrook a couple of weeks ago. Completely different. Game's different. A lot more athleticism in that game. 32 years old, the dude's breaking down. James Harden, the way that guy can score, the way he's revolutionized offense in in, in the NBA, he's going to be good for another decade. And, I, again, we've kind of devalued it to the point where people are like, what, you want Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid back? Of course they do. They're giving you James Harden. Right. Probably the second or third best player in the league. That's not He's the first best that's not named LeBron or KD. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know what it is that's going through people's head where they're like, we're, we're just going to give you some amalgam of 20 second string players that are never going to see the court and we'll take James Harden. Plus. Right. Like, like related to this, okay, so if you play fantasy football, everybody's done this where you've got – you're trying to make a trade for somebody. Let's say you know, you're desperate. You, you want to make a trade for Julio Jones, but you want to make your team better so you don't want to have to give up, you know – Another good receiver in the league. You Whoever give Hopkins. You don't want to give up DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Perfect. You're like I want to. I want to have DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones on my team. So instead, you go down to your bench and you're like, okay, I'll give you Nelson Aguilar and I'll give you Marvin Jones and I'll give you Curtis Samuel. I'll give you three pretty okay guys if you give me the one really good guy. Yeah. And the other team's like, I don't. I can't use all three of those guys. I don't want all three of or those what guys. I want to. They don't add up even close to the performance I can get out of just one player. If I took the best traits of all three of those players, Julio Jones is still a superior player. Exactly. <laughs> like that is exactly what the NBA. I think you're you're exactly right. Where these other teams are are trying to act like they don't have to give up their pieces, but on the flip side of that coin, they also know if James Harden wants to make a mess of this. He can force the hand of Houston. He can. Like, these players have done this remarkable thing where they have said, I don't really care about how much money you want to pay me. They think that they can, and they know that they can, make money off the court. They know eventually they're going to get their money, and even just one payday for an NBA superstar. A guy like James Harden isn't hurting for any money. No. He's like, dude, I don't want to be here. I can't. He can force the Houston Rockets to either A, just not pay him or penalize him for ignoring his contract, or B, just say, look, you're going to have to take pennies on the dollar. Otherwise, I'm just going to make a big mess of this thing. I want to say Tillman Fertitta, the Rockets owner, is trying to take that organization public to where it can actually be publicly traded. He's kind of cash poor. It's been well documented that he needs money. Yes, They're falling apart, and James James Harden's like, I'll I'll tear you down. Yeah, and if anybody who wants to make a stink out of this that's like, and you know, I, I see I see a lot of people that are like don't be a, a player apologist or anything like that or, or something like that. Then then let's let, actually if you want to go true corporation, then stop the draft process has to go away completely. Yeah. <laughs> you can't then people apply to play for the Houston Rock Rockets. Team. Right. You, you, there is no you pick somebody and then you go to the next player. They're not. Yeah. Able, take no. away the salary take cap and the, make it a bidding war. All of that. Then. I always if love, you wanted to do that. Then you've got to love the irony where people because it, it's exactly what you're talking about. Where people will get mad at a guy like James Harden and saying this is selfish of you. Like you dribble a basketball for a living and you get paid thirty million dollars a year. How can you be unhappy? Mm-hmm. And they sign with the owners, and I'm like, okay. 
you're getting mad at the millionaire and siding with, with the, the billionaire. billionaire. And like you understand that the the evil corporate monster behind all of this is the guys that are running these teams, yeah. not the guys that are out there playing on the court. They make a lot of money, sure. Yeah. But the guy that you're not hearing or seeing is making a whole hell of a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> He's not hurt. Being cash poor. Think about this. Yes, the man poor. is cash poor. How many of you are listening are cash poor? I'm cash poor. Cash I do poor. not own an NBA team. Got, think about it. <laughs> think about what he owns. I think I have seven dollars in my wallet. Me and his. Me and his. Payday's not till next week. <laughs> our pockets are probably the same. We're looking at the same amount of money, right? <laughs> and he's fine. <laughs> Who would you give up uh, if you're the Sixers or if you were the Nets? Would you? If you and I told you, you got to give up. One of those stars. You've got to give up KD or Kyrie. You've got to give up Ben Simmons or Embiid. I know for me it would be Kyrie if I was the Nets. It would be Embiid if I was the Sixers. And I love Embiid. I would just I just really think Simmons and Harden. This is my hope that Harden would want to play off the ball and not play, you know, ball dominant, control seventy percent of the offense the way he did in Houston. If he can relegate himself back to normal styles of basketball mm-hmm. I think he would pair up fantastically with Ben Simmons. I do too. And as far as the uh, New York goes, there's nothing I'm giving up. I'm not giving up anything to go get Harden. Just because I, I think like I'm with you. I like that Kyrie uh, KD combo. Yeah. Uh, we haven't. We've yet to see it on court. We might as well get a chance to see it before we start trading. <laughs> Wouldn't that be away. terrific if they yeah. traded away Kyrie before Kyrie played a second of basketball? Right. <laughs> now, <laughs> I would I would wait to actually see that before I go forward with anything. I'm with you on Embiid, though. As much as Joel Embiid is like one of my favorite players Agreed. in the league, love uh, him. <laughs> as much as I would, I would love to see that combination of all three of them. It's just not realistic, right? And uh, I do think there is a bit of a. Those are the two places that Harden said that he wants to go. I think mm-hmm. there's a bit of a. There's a couple of dark horses out there that could actually end up landing Harden if they could sway him to kind of change his mind. Yeah, uh, I think there's some. Uh, yeah, I think he just it has to be a contender though. I don't think I don't think course. they're going to be in any any competition if, for anybody that's not a contender. Yeah, and I kind of thinking if Miami feels like pulling the trigger on Giannis, you could see a no, you could see a tumble no, effect. Too many strip clubs in I, Miami. I, the, too many. Not for not for James, not for James Harden. Harden <laughs> sure. not for Harden. He, not for Harden to go, to go Miami. There is no limit. I think there that, is no limit on how many strip clubs can be consumed by James Harden. That beard. I think I think that there would be a a tumble effect where you see Giannis leave Milwaukee, Milwaukee in search of something. And they have to go pick up some pieces from somewhere else, and it leads to a type of tumble effect that would either take a superstar like Embiid from the Sixers anyway, uh-huh. and they have to go pry to go get something else. I think that Giannis is a little bit of a, a domino. That if he falls and goes to Miami, you're going to see a bunch of scattered pieces go elsewhere, everywhere. Like that's my chaos theory. <laughs> this is this is why I love the NBA. Some people some people really do not like this drama off the court, no. but. The the line I always throw out there, the transaction is better than the action. Yes. Sometimes the drama around the NBA, a lot's going to happen over the next month. Where, gosh, the next twelve days, the NBA kicks off on the twenty second. Mm-hmm. A lot can still happen. Giannis still hasn't signed an extension. He has not. I'm saying if Giannis, he has not signed an extension, if Giannis falls away and <laughs> Milwaukee does not feel like being not a contender. Right. They can make a move for somebody, and then somebody has to make a move for somebody else, and then Gosh. we're off to the races. No idea. <laughs> James Harden goes in that situation. 
Oh, gosh, yeah, so a, a lot to keep an eye on, a lot to unpack. Uh, it's been a fun day this afternoon. Uh, if you need more of the show, you can subscribe to it, as always, uh, The Sam Avila Show Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You can check out Vaughn on Twitter, V-O-N-K-252, V-O-N-K-252. Vaughn will be back here tomorrow. We are going to play Who Dat Is. going to be a fun Friday afternoon. We'll see you then, 4 o'clock, right here on 252 ESPN Radio.